Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 10 and try and pinpoint those under the radar gems to help you climb up the rankings. We'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables um, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns. Um, today we'll see how we got on last week's and it looks like we can be pretty happy with those returns. Um, we'll also reveal who is on the latest tables ahead of Game Week 10. Plus, we will focus on the best Brighton and Arsenal assets ahead of their strong run of fixtures. Um, in addition, we'll take questions you have at the end. So have a think about that um, and then we'll have a live Q&A at the end. Uh, my name is Joe and joining me to unearth some of those under the radar gems is Tom Freeman, Fantasy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Joe. Um, I'm on a wild card this week, so there's um, lots to think about mm. and consider. Looking forward to freshening up my squad. It's felt like I've needed it for the past couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to get a bit more inspiration in, in the next hour in this show. So uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Definitely. And what we are doing, as we did last week, we're going to split this into two parts. We're going to have um, the live stream bit with all the stats and all the advice about the the, the game week um, and those uh, those questions at the end. And then we will do a team reveal video and that will come out um, tomorrow, we think, on Wednesday. Um, and that will uh, that's going to have a special focus on Tom's wildcard. So I'm sure Tom will be talking about his wildcard throughout this show. But the if you want to see what his drafts uh, looks like, and some of the some of his thoughts around that and those key players in more detail. Um, look out for that video um, tomorrow. Um, also, welcome to those who are joining us early in the live chat. Um, Arafal, Graham, Hanny, Jack, uh, Yun, Field FPL, Alex, Heather, and many more. Thanks so much for that. Do remember to press that like button. Um, it really helps us out. And do remember to subscribe if you're not subscribing already and to tell your friends to subscribe so you can keep up to date. Um, also, at the end, do do remember to put some questions in towards the end. Well, I'll put another reminder towards the end of the show. OK, well, let's have a look and see how we got on on the goals imminent table first. So this is trying to predict some returns. Well, we did. We did OK. Um, we got three goals here and considering um, uh, Eze, for example, wasn't playing at all. So it's pretty good. We've got a couple of assists as well. Um, let's start with Rashford, Tom, um, because now Rashford was in your side, your yeah, pre, was, yeah. your, 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 your wildcarding at the moment, presumably mm. away from Rashford. Um, yeah. Now this, you, you kept him right up until this moment. This was the moment. This was the final straw, wasn't it? And, <laughs> and, yeah. and how did he do for you? <laughs> Well, you know, we've given him so many opportunities, but it, you know, I've been frustrated with Rashford, but 
selling him ahead of Sheffield United was never going to happen. I think on another day, he could have got a goal and he probably could have got an assist as well. Yeah. I think he um, he pulled that shot wide, didn't he, from the Bruno pass in the second half. Mm. And, and he actually put he created a couple of good opportunities for Hoyland as well, who couldn't convert. So, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, he's a definite sell now if you've got yeah. him. I've taken him out of my wild card, switching to the, the you know the Arsenal midfield. That the, you know that kind of transition to that. It's just been really disappointing. Rashford is quite a streaky player though. Yeah, and um, it, yeah, it hasn't happened to him. Is it what is it four or five no. blanks in a row? I think so. Um, I'm sure he'll be in my team at some point. You know, this year again, United have got some good fixtures after the the the, um, the, the derby at the weekend, but I'm going to need to see something from him before going back there. Yeah, I mean, I, I got rid of game week eight. Yeah. Um, and, and when I got rid of him, I also got rid of Fernandez, And it was Fernandez who was the one who left with a heavy heart because he was still putting up the numbers, yeah. still on penalties, still getting still getting returns um, occasionally. But Rashford was just looking a bit a bit off it. But yeah, as you said, yeah. he can he can haul any moment. Um, there's yeah. still something I'm just, I, that just does not seem right with Rashford, especially when you saw him against play for England. I mean, he was amazing. <laughs> he took his goal yeah. so well. Yeah, and he and his performance at the weekend, I did think it was better than what it had been. Mm. I mean, it was a low bar he'd set before. Let's yeah. be fair, because he was getting taken off after you know 60, 70 minutes. But I did think he was better. It's just not quite falling from at the moment. His 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 confidence is is low even mm. after that goal for England. I think and. Um, yeah, you know, full of loot and Everton after Manchester uh, City at the weekend's a nice little run, but mm. just don't know if he's dropped in price again, hasn't he? I think yeah. is he what eight point eight point seven now? I think. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll, 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 I took him out my team um, on Saturday night, and it was uh, quite therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did the, when, when I did mine a couple of weeks ago. It was quite a nice feeling to do, mm. um, yeah. and of course, this is a good time to do it because they face Manchester City, so it doesn't get tougher um, mm. then. But if we think Rashford's form is going to improve, um, it, the game week 11 onwards is the time to do it. He has... Yeah. Um, so Manchester United, I'm just looking at... at here, do, 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 trying to find... They're so low down on the table because of that Manchester City, their fixtures. But yeah, they got Fulham away. Then they got Luton and Everton. That's a lovely run of three. Um, yeah. Then Newcastle gets tough. Newcastle away. Then Chelsea at home. So that's not too bad. But yeah, they've got that block of three. So for those... Who are keeping? <laughs> Definitely, I mean, you you have to keep for that game eleven to thirteen, really. But as you said, they're, he's being sold in droves, really, and, and there's so yeah, many other think, Arsenal assets, yeah, etc. Yeah, I think people are looking at ways to get Saka, and if you've got a United midfielder, that's the obvious move, isn't it? Um, yeah. We'll talk about it later, but people who don't have United have got Spurs midfielders. They're considering moving to Saka. Um, But if you've got the United ones, this feels like the right time. And and maybe, you know, Fernandes has been doing okay, hasn't he? Mm, Um, Got the assist at the weekend. A bit fortunate, I thought. But um, that's what I like about Fernandes, that if he gets some kind of return, you know Mm. it's going to help him with the bonus. Um, and he's on that penalties as well. So he can, you know, he Manchester United can play badly, but Fernandes could walk away with 14 points quite happily. Yeah, well, he didn't play well at the weekend, no. but he hit the bar from yeah. the free kick as well, didn't he? He yeah. got bonus, he got the assist. So mm. can easily happen for yeah. him. Um, but there's a lot of competition in midfield right now. So. Um, now, next on the list is uh, Darwin Nunes. Didn't get us a goal, but did get an assist. No. I mean, he didn't start. So to be fair, if he'd have started the game, he might have got some returns. But with um, with um, Nottingham Forest, 
at home, then Luton, Brentford, Man City, that's tricky in game week 13, but then Fulham and Sheffield United. I mean, one bad game in the next six. Um, yeah, I mean, you're a strong contender for your wild card, wild card I imagine, um, and happy to see um, an assist from him, I guess. Yeah, well, he makes an impact. We said it last week, didn't we, Joe? We said yeah. this week was a real concern for his minutes after the international break. Now, if people are thinking of going there, it's the exact same scenario in game week 13. Mm -hmm. There's an international break. Liverpool are in the early Saturday kickoff. It might be a problem when they play Man City. But before that, you've got three good games. Mm -hmm. I think it depends how you think. There's competition at Liverpool. There's Gakpo, there's Jota. Yeah. I actually think Darwin is ahead of them. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to play every game, but it, it, you know, his impact, it's really, you can't, you can't write it off. I mean, yeah. I think he's got three, three goals and four assists in his last six yeah. games. And he's only started three of those. Mm -hmm. So he's coming off the bench and he's made, he's getting points. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain I'll, I'll go there on a wild card and, um, yeah. and risk it for this. Mm -hmm. I think if he gets benched in the Europa league and he plays, or even if he doesn't, I still think there's a good chance he plays Forrest at the weekend. And then reassess. I think with Darwin, you're just going to have to reassess it each week, see where you're at. If it doesn't go well this week, it's an easy move back to Alvarez for that Bournemouth game. So um, yeah, I, I'm tempted to take a punt on them now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've got a three-five-two set up myself um, uh, with Watkins in there. So obviously, I'm not going to get ditch Watkins um, for Nunez. But yeah, if you're going for three-four-three, or yeah. you quite fancy going for uh, you know really stock up on Liverpool with those great fixtures. Um, yeah, Nunez is great. I mean, and and the fact that he didn't start but still got a return, that is yeah. good. That I like. It happens I like quite. It happens that. a lot. Happens yeah. a lot, doesn't it? For yeah. him, he did it against Newcastle, didn't he? Came off the bench yeah. and got a brace. So yeah. um, and Liverpool, yeah, it's quite a bit to like. And Liverpool, see, have got a habit of scoring late as well. Second yeah. half, um, yeah. you know, they might go down one nil and then suddenly they're back three one. I mean, that's been been the norm. I mean, I know they they won, um, you know. Um, with a clean sheet this time around, but but you know the the, the goals were came late, you know. Yeah, they've got depth, haven't they? They can make they can change the game with yeah. the subs because they've got players like Jota who can come off the bench, Darwin, um, you know. And so yeah, I think given those fixtures, mm. I want to kind of make my wild card. I like a couple of spots where I can go in, make it interesting, go for a bit of a punt, and that's yeah. probably one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I know, I know you're, you know, traditionally a sort of fourth midfielder has been your sort of punt in your team. Um, yeah. But I mean, I know I, I, for me, I've sort of done it and on the sort of second or third striker, you know, with Pedro yeah. I've had, um, Ferguson, Ferguson, Ferguson. Yeah. Um, and I think it's quite a good role. So yeah, for the third, for, for in a three, four, three, the third striker going for someone like Nunes who, you know, can get a huge return might not start. So he's a bit of a risk. But yeah. he's good. Um, it is, yeah. And and we've been talking about it recently. There's a lot of good forwards out there mm. around that price point at yeah. the moment, whether it's from six point mm. five up to eight million. So there is flexibility mm. there. You're not yeah. you're not tied to him for eight game weeks. No. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's currently in the in the draft anyway. Okay. Um, Next up is Richarlison, um, who yeah. um, is another one of those classic sort of take a punt on because mm. um, Madison and Son, in particular Son, you know, been getting the points. But Richarlison, once again, in the points. And he looks to have cemented his role um, yeah. on the left of that attack. So you've got Richarlison, uh, Son, Kuzevsky, you know, and with Madison as the creative force supplying them. Um, and Richarlison did get a return. Um, people probably won't go there um, no. because they're stocking up on other players. We'll talk about later with Arsenal and Brighton. 
But Richarlison is, um, you know, he's a handy player. He's quite cheap now, isn't he? He's what six, seven or something. Yeah, he was in my team last night. Yeah, yeah he's been he's been in my team for a couple of weeks, and I, at half time, mm. was really happy with it because yeah. he had he had got the assist. Yeah, he, he was looking. He missed a, he, he missed a good chance. It was only just narrowly wide, but he got into a good position for it. And I thought it was all looking quite. It was looking quite rosy, and then it mm. all all went wrong because Madison scored, and a dogie got taken off on what fifty five minutes. Oh, that, and, that's uh, a swing. Absolute blow, um, mm. but um, but yeah, I thought Richarlison played well last night. Yeah. He had a really, he put a really good ball into yeah. the box for Porro too, and nearly scored. Yeah. And um, I think, like you said, you said he'd cemented his role. I think the fact he came off on eighty-one minutes at the same time as Son yeah. and Madison that yeah. suggests he's going to play on Friday as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, I think that I feel a bit sorry for Kulisevsky now because he's probably been put further down the midfield pecking order because there's probably yeah. three better Spurs midfielders yeah. to own now than him. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so there's so many there, which is going to be some mm. tough choices with, as we, we talk about those in a, in a bit, the, the Arsenal-Brighton midfielders in particular, but other, other, other midfielders as well, Bowen, for example. Yeah. Um, and there's so much choice now in, can we have Son and Madison? And that's, that's going to be a real debate for wildcarders and, 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 yeah. and also non-wildcarders and a debate I'll, I'll certainly be having with myself. Um, next up, Brown, Brown at Luton. I'm probably not going to uh, d- dwell on him. Uh, he was on there. So that would, that would have been great if he got something for us, but didn't. Uh, I don't think many people will go there. Um, but um, Rissa at Brentford, though, um, got, us, got us a goal. And it was a good, good fixture for Brentford. But Brentford's fixtures, Chelsea away, West Ham at home, Liverpool uh, away, Arsenal at home. Then they've got Luton in game week 14 and then Brighton away. So they've only really got one good fixture in the next six. So, you know, this is time has gone. Those who kept him held on to him and got his goal well done. But probably time to ditch him if you got him now. Yeah, well, I've sold Mbomo on mm. my wild card yeah. because it felt like after that Burnley fixture, it's a time to to look elsewhere. I think you can keep him. I mean, mm. Brentford, Brentford are fourth for XG now. And Wizza, I think only Haaland and Watkins have had more shots in the box than him this season, mm. which is crazy. You know, he's getting a lot of, you know, he's uh, he was playing wide at the weekend. They switched up the front three. So Malpay played through the middle and then you mm. had Mboma and Wizza yeah. off him. It was a really good fixture for them. Mm. But yeah, you're not probably going to go there now. Now it might be best to wait a few weeks if you yeah. if you if you are looking at him. But it all bodes well for Tony coming back in January, doesn't Definitely. it? Because they're... They're creating chances, looking dangerous. So. Um, welcome to more that have joined us in the live chat. Jamie, Sai, Alex, uh, Chris, Dennis, um, welcome aboard. Um, uh, Alex is, is saying that he's just joined. Have you talked about Brighton yet? No, we haven't yet, um, but we will do. I've got tables. I've even got heat maps. Ooh. <laughs> and so, yes, and I will be talking about Ferguson uh, there. So uh, wait for that, Alex. Stay tuned. Uh, next up on our list, the goal is imminent. We predicted a, ret- a goal for Madison and he did deliver. It's usually the creative force, his sister, but this underlines his goal threat as well. And he's got the assist threat, goal threat. I've had him since game week one. I've, I don't know what, what his price is now, but it's like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 more than I got him for. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, stays. he stays yeah. for me. Uh, I've built up that value. He's getting returns in tricky away games, in easy home games, in other games. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna gonna keep him. But um, yeah, are you are you tempted to either to get Madison on your wild card, or are you? Would you think I'm not going to go there now? No. I'm not going to go there now. I think if you own him, I think he's absolutely 
fine to hold. He's a yeah. great player, essential to everything Spurs yeah. are doing. Could have had a second last night, yeah. couldn't he? But Song Song got on the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't had, um, I haven't had a fight since I was about two, probably. Uh, a nursery, but I will fight anyone who wants to take Madison from me. <laughs> and I'm 51. Yeah, I it, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's fair enough because he has, you know, last night was his first attacking return at home, but he's he's already mm. up to what seven attacking returns. He's been doing really well. Yeah, it's yeah, been a yeah. great, great game week one pick. Fine if you want to get him in now, but, mm. but for me on a wild card, I'm just looking at that fixture run. And yeah, Madison could, will probably still keep on doing well. I'm just thinking now may be an opportunity for me to go differentiate my team a little bit from others and maybe back a second Arsenal midfielder for this Sheffield United Burnley home game run. Um, but yeah, no arguments with anybody who wants to hold Madison. He's, he's a great pick. Okay, so, Anthony's next. Probably sketch over him. No one's going to go there. If people are getting rid of Fernandes and Rashford, they're not likely to go for Anthony. Uh, Manchester United despite the good fixtures after City uh, that we mentioned earlier McNeil at Everton someone we did mention last week um, he didn't get us a goal but he did get us an assist and um, we were talking about um, Everton um, being uh, a little better <laughs> than they have is been that, is that a mistake on there oh maybe just, he just didn't get an assist oh, sorry they... sorry uh, that was from the know. previous week sorry that was Oh, is it? Sorry, I was looking at something else. Sorry, uh, forget keep that. Keep it on, keep it on though. It makes no, the no, table I, look a bit I, better. Um, so. uh, I'm not sure how I would um, get rid of it. Just, I uh, just spotted all, all oh, those yeah. watching, um, ignore me. <laughs> McNeil <laughs> didn't get us an assist or a goal. Okay, so... Um, well, he was, um, yeah, he was taken off at half-time, yeah. wasn't he? Because of the Ashley Young uh, yeah. red card. <laughs> that was it, um, sorry. Yeah, I mean, of course, mm. they didn't They didn't score at all, so he can't get an assist. Yeah, uh, yeah. do apolog- apologies for that. Uh, okay, we'll sketch over him quickly. But Solanke, yeah. um, good news here. Solanke did get us a goal. Um, and mm. Solanke is another one. He fits in that category of Darwin Nunes as well in a reliable scorer who might might not score so there is an element of risk there but he's very low owned Solanke and um, but he is he's he's been you know the last couple of years been a really reliable asset um yeah but I suppose if you need the money but he's a bit bit more pricey this year isn't he he's like just under seven million or so six and a half it's 6.4 I yeah. think he is I haven't, I haven't got it in front of me now but yeah. I think he's around he, he had a yeah. drop didn't he but yeah. he's been doing all right yeah they're just so they're really reliant on him if Bournemouth mm. score which isn't very often mm. you can bet Solanke will be involved um yeah. I'm probably I don't think the fixtures now are quite good enough. I think in about game week 17, they pick up a bit, but not somebody I'm looking at now because no. Bournemouth just aren't showing enough in attack, but wouldn't surprise me if Solanke's in my team later on in the year at some point. Okay. Uh, we're going to sketch over Eze as well because he's injured, but he could be back. So it's, it's useful to know that he's been on the table and we'll see if he's still on the table because I've done it by last four matches they played. So even if he hasn't played for the last few game weeks, um, it shows that, you know, should they return, you know, when they were, Prior to injury, they were were in good form. Um, we'll move on to the assist imminent. So hopefully, hopefully, I've made another boo boo on this one. Um, should be okay though. Hopefully, uh, War Prowse didn't get an assist, um, uh, but he's he he always looks like he's due. But we thought he could get some goal threat as well because mm-hmm. he's been sort of in this midfield role with Suchek. But recently, it's looked to me like Suchek's been the better asset to own if you want goal threat. And Walprouse has been a bit further back. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it, Joe. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. He's been the deeper player um, next to Alvarez and Salchek's yeah. been pushed up a little bit more. I think Walprouse, 
in the last four games, he's had one shot in the box. Mm. Um, so that's telling you that he's oper- He's still creating. He's mm. creating loads of chances still. He did move back against Villa on Sunday. He moved back into that advanced role after half time, mm. And Salcek went a bit deeper okay. to try and mix it up a bit. But it only lasted 20 minutes because Caduce came on mm. and then Paqueta moved into the 10 and Ward-Prowse was mm. back. Yeah. And that be- that's really concerning as if you're an owner because um, the whole part of his appeal was that yes he's creative he's on set pieces but there was going to be more goal for it and you're not getting that at the moment so good fixtures you might want to monitor it he might be back in that role having been beaten convincingly at Villa you know that might be a sign to switch it back up to what was working before but um, you definitely if you're an owner you really want to monitor that because if he does stay in that deeper role I don't think he's uh, he's, uh, um, he's, he's dropping further further and further below Bowen yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I I um I went for Bowen on my game week eight wildcard because I anticipated whenever their good run is, he he's just simply the main man for yeah. scoring goals. And as it okay. as it transpired, you you actually predicted that he would get something against against your side Villa. I mean, obviously yeah. Villa thumped West Ham ultimately, um, like they have done so many times this season at mm-hmm. home. But um, uh, Bowen still got on the on the score sheet, and that's what you that's what this game's all about. It doesn't matter how they do it. It doesn't matter how their team does, as long as your players get yeah. the points. Um, yeah, he's the, he's, the, he's the main man, like you say, isn't yeah. he? And it was fortunate, but he he was the most threatening West Ham player at yep. Villa. <clears throat> yeah. Um, had the most shots out of everybody there. So um, great player for the next the next run, which is about to get really good, isn't it? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that West Ham run, just to remind people, um, West Ham face Everton next in game week 10, and then they got Brentford, Nottingham Forest, Burnley, Crystal Palace and then Tottenham in game week 15. So apart from the Tottenham game, great fixtures. And, and, even, and so I fancy Bowen to get something in that Tottenham game as well. Um, next up on our list is Fernandez, which is great. He got, we predicted he'd get an assist. He got an assist. His stats showed that it was due and he delivered. So that's a, sort of a, the, that's the perfect thing for this table. We have mentioned Fernandez um, already here. Um, this was um, sort of, Perhaps more of a surprise was Doku getting an assist as well. But the way he played against Brighton, with Brighton fortunately put James Wilner, who's about 80 years old, <laughs> against him. Uh, no, I think he is actually, is he Is he double his age? He's near near enough double his age. I thought you were going to say, is he 80 years old then? <laughs> no, no, no. No, but he's, he's, he's 37 yeah. or 8 or something. Doku's like 20 or something, isn't he? Oh yeah, I don't know exactly, but yeah. this, it, it was a massive mismatch, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Doku was uh, what was the, they they made the switch at half time and they they yeah. changed it, didn't yeah. they? Because they had to. I mean, yeah. Doku was just getting so much joy um, and got the assist. I thought Grealish might play. I think I said that last week. So um, that's quite interesting that he got the the nod over Grealish. Oh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, good to see he's got an assist. We predicted he would. I mean, and he was it was sort of handed on a plate to him, really. Uh, he yeah. could have got much more. He was a, a menace um, there. Um, so Bosley at uh, Liverpool didn't get us a return, but um, we'll see if he's still on the, on the goals and assists imminent table because he still offers that cut price route. If you don't, if you can't maybe get to Salah or don't want to, or perhaps want to pair Salah up um, with another midfielder who will fits that sort of category of a differential in midfield that could get a return. But yeah, so he's he looks a threat. And he's on a lot of set pieces. And Liverpool have great fixtures. Uh, just remind people, they've got Nottingham Forest, Luton, Brentford, Man City in game week 13 is tricky, but then they've got Fulham and Sheffield United. It's a, it's a lovely run of fixtures um, there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, 
be anno- be annoyed if I saw Sabozline in anyone's teams. Um, but yeah, so I mean, anything you want to add on Sabozline before we move on? No, I think his no. performance in the, in the derby summed what we said about him. He, the minutes are there. He plays 90 minutes. His threat is from long range. I think he had five shots at the weekend, yeah. but only one shot in the box. But he was creative. He created four yeah. chances. And that's what you're getting with him. And um, yeah. he's just a really good player. I do worry that maybe he might be a better player than he is a fantasy asset. Mm. But I think for this one of fixtures, if you're going to bat Liverpool to score three, four yeah. goals in some of those games, he'll probably be involved. Yeah, you know? definitely. So it's sort of a Modric. Um, always the best. Well, not always the best player on the Maybe. pitch. That would probably be Salah. But um, but yeah, yeah. A, a, one of the best players on the pitch, but doesn't quite get the returns. But you know, I think mm. he could do with that. That he might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's strong pitches. We've got um, Eze next. Once again, same same caveat. He didn't play last week, so he obviously couldn't get his return. Should he come back from his injury? This is what we're monitoring. Just just an awareness that his stats were great before. He, he he bowed out with injury. Kuzevsky, we've mentioned, he's falling even further down the pecking order despite playing great for a great Spurs side. Son, Madison, now Richarlison, then Kuzevsky, well, probably even further behind, say, Porro uh, as a, a yeah. defensive asset to get. He's got attacking threat. Um, McNeil, rightfully here with no assist. That's what I meant <laughs> to put the little cross next to him at that last uh, uh, table. Um, yeah, it didn't get returned there. But Everton playing a bit better. We mentioned that before. Next up, Trossard got us a goal um, for Arsenal. And we're going to speak about Brighton and Arsenal in more detail a bit later. But yeah, Trossard, same issue, isn't it? He's great whenever he comes on, but he's not starting. That's the story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we need an injury to open him up as a a punt option. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't want to wish injury on anybody, Mm. but on a wild card, if somebody were to pick up a knock and keep them out for two or three weeks in the Champions League, then that would Mm. then make him interesting. But at the moment... Yeah. Martinelli's back on the left. Jesus yeah. and Ketty are up top. Where does he fit in? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, just a question in the live chat. J77lag uh, asking, is it worrying that Cash isn't on any of these lists? These lists are for those that have only scored one or fewer goals or assists over the last four weeks, uh, the last four matches they've played. So, for example, Cat, the likes of Cash. Now, I haven't got Cash's um, uh, returns to hand, Basically, he's doing really well. <laughs> so he's not going to be on this list because he's not under the radar. He's firmly on the radar. Um, he's um, He's got one assist, I think, okay. in, uh, recently, hasn't yeah. it? Against Brighton, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but mm. he's always looked... He, uh, you can use your eye test as well with that. He always looks good. Um, and... Uh, but yeah, yeah, perhaps could be. We, we'll look, see if he's well, perhaps um, on the next assist. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about cash on the team reveal we do, which is yeah. going to be out tomorrow because okay. that's quite an interesting part of my... My, okay. my, my wild card. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brownhill, Burnley. I don't think people are going to go there. Burnley's fixtures are bad. And Burnley are like Sheffield United um, and Bournemouth as well uh, are looking like the sort of whipping boys this season. Yeah. And then he, Dal- was, ben- he, was, he was benched as well at the weekend, yeah, Brownhill. Yeah, so. he's just not going to go there. Um, Dallow at Manchester United. Uh, is there? I, was really, I was really pleased he got his goal. I mean, we predicted he'd get an assist. So I'll, I'll take a goal here. I mean, it was a, a great goal and he's not going to score them every week. <laughs> no, but, he didn't but, do much beside that no, goal, did he? But, but nevertheless, we he has looked good. He's clearly had the stats in recent weeks yeah. to do well. And Manchester United, whilst they do have City next, we've already said they've got that lovely run of three games afterwards. And um, there's quite a few, quite a few wildcarders at Game Week 8. He actually went for Dallow. Um, yeah. 
because you know useful enabler and Manchester United's fixtures were good and they they don't have to play well to win one nil um and so you can get that clean sheet there so yeah I, th- I think he's a I think he's a pretty good one um to get in um let's have a look at the latest goals imminent table see see if any of these are still on it. any of those blanks players are still on it uh let's have a look and see um hey look Richarlison is still there um really underperforming the last four matches he's played he's had three big chances missed them all um he's had 15 shots 11 inside the box um he's had three starts because of course he was benched for one of them um and he should have got um so he's got no goals uh, but he should have got they think according to the expected stats people pretty much two goals over that period um, so that underlines what we were talking about earlier about Richarlison and people are getting rid of their Spurs assets. But this Richarlison's now top of this table. He's he's yeah. on the cusp of a huge haul, I think. I've got a funny feeling I'm going to take him out at the wrong time. Yeah, but, so. uh, but what can I, you know, you know, he's an obvious sell on a wild card, I think. But yeah, it's, I mean, that's, I've watched both of their games again, uh, last night and against Luton and he's getting chances. But I mean, people will say, well, it's Richarlison. He's very, he blows very hot and cold and you know what you're getting with him. He could get a red card. He could score a hat trick. You just do not know. Um, But there's threat there and his temperament seems to be improving with Mm. Postacoshley there. He's not quite as... What he, he he always used to look angry when he was playing. He seems to be a bit more relaxed when I watch him now. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the th- if you're playing in that Spurs front three, you're going to get chances, aren't you? Because yeah. you've got Madison pulling the strings. So Definitely. could do well. Yeah, yeah. If, if if you're short of money and you still mm. want a bit of Spurs attack, 6.7 million and he looks nailed. Yeah. Uh, Son mm. through the middle, uh, Richarlison on the left. Uh, Beto next to Everton, probably... People aren't going to go for an Everton striker no. there who can't even get a game. Um, so I'll just sort of sketch over him. But nevertheless, over his last four matches that he's actually played, uh, he's only had one start over that period and he should have got uh, at least a, at least a goal. Um, Rashford is next. We've already mentioned Rashford in detail, but I'll read his stats out. Um, no goals in the last four, which is why people are getting rid of him, but he should have got at least one. He's had only one shot on target, one big chance, and he fluffed it. He's, but he has started all four. He's had 10 shots um, and seven of those from close range. But a few weeks back, um, those shot tallies were something like 17, 18 over the last four. Yeah. Um, and he was looking to look at about 10 or so for shots inside the box. So clearly he's going down. Um, so it's very possible if he doesn't score, he's going to dip off this table because he's just not going to provide the stats um, to, to, to be on it. Um, so uh, Yeah, I think he just had, didn't he have one game when he racked up like... Yeah nine shots in yeah, one yeah, game. Yeah. That was obviously the game before this table. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. dropped off now. So this Whereas, is... I mean, the numbers aren't bad, aren't they? But no. they're just not what, um, you know, they're not what they were before. And no. you can see Richarlison's had the five extra yeah. shots than him yeah. and started one game less. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, to put it in context, he's 8.7 million. Beto is 5.9 million, has had only one start. But over his last four matches, Beto has had more shots inside the box and uh, the same amount of shots. So you, you might as well get him. <laughs> Nana <laughs> uh, at Everton, this is a 4.8 million. Intriguing um, enabler, perhaps, uh, for those who want to go there. Uh, one big chance, fluffed it. Uh, two shots on target, though. Um, Ten shots in total. Um, six inside the box for his last four matches that he's played. So, um, you know, it, it, an interesting name there. Um, Anthony's next. Not many people are going to go there. Um, he, he's had three shots on target last four. 
Um, Norgard at Brentford, once again, I, people aren't really going to go there. Um, but nevertheless, he has had a couple of big chances um, and he has scored as well. So 5.5 million is a name to consider, but yeah, he will be low down on people's list. Very <laughs> low down. Um, so Bosley, we've mentioned in detail, um, he's still on this list, which is which is great for what we were saying. Um, he's had 10 shots, but only one inside the box. So he likes a shot from range. <laughs> And uh, he's had four starts, though, um, just that one shot on target. So it really is assist potential, I was thinking. that, that uh, So it would be interesting to see if he's on the assist imminent table. But if he's on the assist imminent table as well as this, that proves he's got m- many routes to points. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to convince someone to get Sabozla, I reckon. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't really dislike. I don't dislike it because you've got the minutes there. Yeah. I just, yeah, just from watching games, I, he seems seems to be on these tables quite a bit, and I'm just wondering if he is going to be the type of player where he's just going to hang around on these tables and he'll yeah. get the odd assist and yeah. the odd goal. But will he do enough? Because at seven million, yeah. given that you've got Madison, mm-hmm. Martinelli, albeit yeah. a little bit more, but it's that kind of mid-price midfielder yeah. bracket. Is he going to do enough to elevate himself up to that level? No. Um, so Eze next we mentioned is you know we're just waiting for him to come back from injury but he's still on it last four matches obviously because he hasn't played recently so just underlines he's had six shots on target uh, out of his 11 shots and five of those inside the box uh, a couple of big chances as well in the last four matches he's played so hold your thoughts because Crystal Palace um, according to the last and according to the fixture ticker on Fantasy Football Scout are actually top for the next six even though they've got Tottenham next then they've got Burnley Everton Luton West Ham and Bournemouth so that's a, cl- a, a nice run of fixtures there um, so if you do see Eze back and you're wildcarding I think Eze would be a great uh, great punt to get in um, in the next uh, they, 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 need, they need him back don't they yeah. because they're really missing his creativity yeah, definitely uh. Um, uh, uh, James Garner at uh, Everton. People aren't going to go there, but uh, an enabler, put it there, 4.9 million, um, a couple of shots on target. But with Cole Palmer being 5 million, who's on penalties for Chelsea, even with Chelsea's bad fixtures, Garner's not going to get a look in. Um, no. On the rocks, or the Rockford Files, even with James Garner. And Mbomo, um, 6.7 million. Um, he is being jettisoned left, right and centre by wildcarders this week. Massive haul, game week nine. Um, uh, 13 shots he's had last four matches he's played. Eight shots inside the box. Um, he started all four. He's had five shots on target, um, which is uh, one more than with Charleston. Uh, one big chance and missed it. So, and Boma, I've got it. I mean, although Brentford have Chelsea away next, then they do have West Ham, then they've got Liverpool, Arsenal, but then Luton in game week 14. It's a mixed bag of fixtures, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like with Richarlison, people ditching Richarlison, people ditching Mbomo might might be missing out on a bit of a haul next. You do wonder if these games could suit Brentford with the, the pace they've got with yeah. Wissar and, um, and Mbomo, and you look at them and you think, well... Obviously, City-Newcastle is obviously the toughest two games you yeah. can get. But like you say, Fulham <laughs> had a lot of chances against Spurs last night, didn't they? Yeah. They were, they, they, were unfo- they really should have scored a couple. So maybe that fixture from an attacker's mm-hmm. point of view isn't quite so bad. Um, 
And then, yeah, you've also got as well, you've got that Luton game. And so, so maybe Mbomo is probably one of the best midfielders at that price. I've owned him all season yeah. up until, up until this way, you know, if you've got other fires to put out, I'd have no problem holding him through that run. You know, he's on penalties as well. Yeah. So there's loads to like about him. He's a really good pick. I just think that for me this week, there's other opportunities I want to kind of go and go and have a look at, but yeah, really good FPL pick. Um, let's move on to assists imminent. The latest table ahead of game week 10, last four matches. Uh, if you score more than one assist, you're off the table in a good way. But if your stats, according to the expected stats gurus, aren't up to scratch, you move off the table in a bad way. Up top is Ward Prowse. We've mentioned him. Uh, he's playing a slightly deeper role, but he's on those set pieces still. Not not penalties, but on a lot of those set pieces. And this underlines uh, his threat. So last four matches, um, he should have got at least two assists. He didn't get, hasn't got any in the last four matches. But he's created 14 chances, 22 corners, 13 successful crosses. That's double digits for all of those metrics there. Um Reminder, West Ham's fixtures, they got Everton next, then they got Brentford, Nottingham Forest, Burnley, Crystal Palace, and then uh, Tottenham. Great fixtures. Um, yeah, he's a tough one. If you've, if you've got him, you've got to, mm-hmm. got to keep him. But if you, can, if you can't get to Bowen, maybe, maybe Warprouse is okay to have. Yeah, I think the fixtures are good. I just think you want to monitor that role. Because um, if he is deeper, um, and that's going to be the approach from now on yeah. from Moyes, then that would be a bit concerning. But it's very hard to sell players like that, isn't it? Oh. When the when the fixtures are that good. Um, you ideally want to be selling them before they play Newcastle or Man City, and that isn't the case with them. No. But um, yeah, I do wonder, I mean, they play Everton next and Luton had a bit of joy at set pieces against Everton recently, I can remember. So yeah, you never know. I mean, I think I, I certainly wouldn't sell him this week, I don't think. So, no. um, so, so Bosley's next. We've mentioned him lots, actually. Um He's second on this system. And this is where I think you'll get your your returns. Mm. 13 chances created, take nine corners, seven successful crosses. He has got an assist in his last four um, with the fixtures, um, kind fixtures for Liverpool. Um, oh, we mentioned him to death, but, um, you know, he, he, he's, he is someone to consider. Eze is still there. Assist imminent. Uh, so he's got goals imminent, assists imminent, which is waiting for him to return. McNeil is still there for Everton. Um, so 10 chances created, seven corners. Um, Kulusevski still there, as we mentioned, fallen down the pecking order in for FPL managers in a, in a great attacking Tottenham side there. People are looking elsewhere. Son, Madison, Richarlison even. And Bomo, we've just mentioned there, he's still on the assist imminent table um, as well as getting those goal returns. 13 corners, 10 chances created, eight successful crosses. Really underlines what a great asset he is for 6.7 million. And he will be jettisoned by pretty much every game week 10 wildcard, I would imagine. Um, so, um, yeah, Chelsea's better, better have a strong defence against him because he's, he's still putting up the stats, still putting up stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Salah. He's, this is a rare, a rare appearance from Salah on either the goals or assists imminent table. He's he's very rarely on the goals assist goals imminent table because he scores. <laughs> he always scores more than one over four matches. You might get the odd week where he might appear. Mm. He's always got in the stats. When he started this season, it, it was less about the goal threat and more about the ass- assists. And but people are now thinking, oh, he's getting the goal threat now. But he's getting a lot of those through penalties. But 
but he's still got the assist potential there. So no assists there. He's not crossing, no successful crosses, but he's created eight chances still. Um, so he should have got at least an assist over the last four matches. Um, but as you can see, he's got five goals, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, this underlines that Salah's assist potential is still there. Yeah, he's a real creator now as well as a goal scorer, isn't he? He won't be on this table for long. I mean, um, with these fixtures as well, I can see him getting us. You know, it's funny, isn't he? Started the season, he was getting quite a lot of assists yeah. and that's right. I don't think he's got any in the last four, no. like you say here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that in this system, it, he's equal creator, goal scorer. I think with Darwin back in the yeah. team as well, it wouldn't be surprised me if he, if he created for him and they combine. So... Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, it just shows you what a great asset it is. Five goals and he's on this assist and he's creating chances as well. Yeah. And um, I think game week eight wildcarders who that that was um, a large part of the success that you, you got on Salah. Yeah. You could captain him for these good fixtures. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's definitely my thoughts um, for the next game, which is against Nottingham Forest at home. Uh, and speaking of Nottingham Forest, Gibbs White is next up on this t- table. 16 corners in his last four, um, nine chances created, eight successful crosses, should have got around about an assist over the last four. Um, Nottingham Forest fixtures, though, they do have Liverpool next, and then they do have Villa. Um, but then they got West Ham, Brighton, Everton and Fulham. So that, that run of four after the Villa game, there's attacking potential there. They might not win, um, in fact, they probably won't <laughs> a lot of those games, but there's there's definitely attacking potential there. So Gibbs White, 5.8 million, if you need an enabler, I, I don't think, even though they've got a bad fixture game week 10, I think, I think long term, next six, I think he's a fine pick. Yeah, he's I wanted to see a bit more from him from these last two games because he played Palace and then he played Luton. And I think he was a really good punt before those two games because, you know, he's on penalties. He plays behind the front man, which is normally Awanihi, but it was actually Wood at the weekend. Um, but it was Alanga who got the assists on Saturday. It feels like he needs a bit more composure in the final third, Gibbs White. It feels like he's rushing a little bit with set pieces and with his play, but 5.8 million. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to go for him now, but no. maybe in a couple of weeks when yeah. they've got that West Ham, Brighton, Everton run, if he's showing a little bit more for around about, you know, it's quite a competitive price point. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of good players, but I don't don't dislike Gibbs White. No, um, definitely. Um, Dallow, we've mentioned, he's still on this list. Um, uh, he got the goal uh, last week, but yeah, we I'll just read out his stats before we move on But because um, we've already spoken about Dallow. But yeah, he's 4.9 million. Um, he's on a number of game week eight wildcard sides uh, because Manchester United's fixtures after Man City are pretty good. He's created eight chances. He has scored and he's had nine successful crosses. These are these are great figures. Uh, these are great stats for um, a defender there. Um, but yeah, there's a, there, that's also another competitive price range. You've got the Spurs fullbacks as well. Uh, you've got obviously got the Newcastle defenders. Um, but those that went Dallow, well done. Game week nine. And I think, mm. he's, I think he's a fine player to have. We've mentioned him. Um, so um, next up, best Arsenal Brighton players. So yeah, there's a, quite a few teams with good fixtures coming up um, of which Brighton a um, uh, number. So next six fixtures, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Arsenal, West Ham, uh, Burnley and Liverpool uh, have the best fixtures over the next six, that is. Um, so I thought I'd home in on Brighton and Arsenal because I think they're going to be very popular because Brighton are losing. They're on a losing streak. Their players are getting injured 
left, right and centre. I mean, luckily they've got this sort of conveyor belt from around the world of players to keep coming in to replace their injured players. But nevertheless, they are getting those attacking returns. They're a very good attacking unit. And Arsenal, we know what they're about. These They're title contenders. And so their players are going to be in demand. And Arsenal's fixture, they've got Sheffield United next. So it's a good time to get them in. Then they've got Newcastle away. But then it goes Burnley at home. Brentford, Wolves and Luton. This is a brilliant run. So stocking up on, on Arsenal looks a good move. So let's have a look. And what I've done is I've got a table um, of the best Arsenal Brighton. And I've, I've sorted it by um, minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. And just only those two teams. So it's not you know straight linear, loads of Brighton, loads of Arsenal. It's whoever's top there. So it's seeing who are the best players out of those two teams. Because you might be considering doubling up on some. You might be considering getting at least one. Um, and there's there's a few uh, forwards in here as well, as well as midfielders, as you expect. So top is actually Fatty at Brighton. Um, in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty, the caveats here are a big fat zero in the starts column. In the Premier League, he hasn't started last four, but he's poised. He made made his mark. Two goals, fifteen FPL points from no starts, and he's created a couple of chances. And I've got a heat map. I'll show you in a second uh, after we've looked at these stats um, to show what impact he can make. Um, midfielder, six point five million. I think he's a great differential because even if he doesn't start. He is he's absolutely elite when he comes on. That's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a Brighton midfielder. I think Matoma's the go-to option, isn't he? He's the he's the obvious pick because I think he's probably minutes. Yeah. No, nobody's minutes are completely secure at Brighton because no. it's deserving. No. But he's the probably one that you would expect most to start. Um, we spoke about it off air. I think Brighton have got a free midweek next week as uh-huh. well, which is rare for them because yep. they're out of the, the Carabao Cup. Same for Man City. That helps. Um, so they'll be head of the of Everton. Minute. They'll be head of the Everton game. Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and that's a grudge match. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, they, they beat you, didn't they, at the end of last year? But you beat them at Goodison, didn't you, I think? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, OK. Yeah, so, yeah, So, but but in terms of what I'm really interested in is, one, getting your take on it, Joe, but also seeing the lineup against Ajax, who gets yeah. the minutes, what, what Deserby says after. You probably can't trust him that much. But um, I've got Matoma in my team at the moment. I'm mm. not ruling out a punt on a second player if I'm confident that they'll mm. start against Fulham at the yeah. weekend. Whether that be, it probably have to be a forward. It would probably have to be a Ferguson or a Jao Pedro. Yeah. But they're both high on this table, yeah. not not far behind Saka. So yeah. when they play, they're going to get chances. It's just making sure that they, they're going to get enough minutes. Yeah. Right. Um, now, Welbeck um, picked up an injury. I don't know mm. whether he... I don't know how long that's going to be. Um, and Solly March looks to have got a very serious injury and he could be out for the season. Um, but more on that later in the week, we'll find out. Uh, certainly certainly when Brighton play Ajax, I'm sure there'll be some uh, comments from De Zerbi there. But so, yeah, Fatty is, is a midfielder in this game, but in real life, a forwards. Or a midfielder, he can play. He can play in a range of roles up front, and he's been favoured in the European games. But with Welbeck out and with March out, uh, that will shake it up a little bit, and that could mean that Fatty gets more minutes or more of a chance, because Ferguson is very young, and I would imagine 
that Welbeck's injury would benefit Ferguson, but it could also mean that Fatty comes in even even as a nine, a ten on the wing. I don't know. You don't know yeah. with Zerbi, but it who could do you think? Um, who do you think benefits most from the Marsh injury, Joe, on the well, the right wing? That, that's, that's further down the table. Yeah, a Dingra, Dingra. Yeah. And, mm. and and I've got a heat map with with a Dingra as well, which I'll put up in a okay. bit. But yeah, hold that thought because he will definitely benefit. Um, so you think? I mean, again, we're not expecting him to play every game, but we should see some serious minutes on the right wing. Yeah, given yeah. the injury, Is that right? Okay. That, uh, yeah. If you well, as we'll, we'll see with the heat map, that that's where he plays. And if March is the number one in that place and he's injured long term, then the number two will come in, and that's a Dingra at the moment because there's no in yeah, okay. there's no in at the moment yeah. he's not going to be back until at least december i think so um yeah um adingra there we'll, we'll talk about his stats in a sec next up on the list though in terms of minutes per expected goal and on penalties saka no surprise there um uh, minutes per expected goal and non penalty every 137 minutes at fatty's every 71 minutes but he's barely played so take that with a pinch of salt so saka's very strong um, stats there he's had eight starts only missed one like in the last few years <laughs> but he's had four assists and four goals in his last in all of all the matches this season um, and created 22 chances um, he's had 58 FPL points yeah I mean I, I, I held a transfer back game week nine so I can make sure I get Saka in game week 10 I presume he's one of the first names on your wild card as well yeah, he's an absolute lock, yeah. And um, yeah, he, he was always one of the key reasons, Arsenal and Brighton are the key reasons. They're the edge that I think wildcarders m- might be able to get this week is by getting triple Arsenal and yeah. probably getting a Brighton attacker as well. Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe two. Um, there's a bit more risk with that going forward. But with Saka, you've got everything, haven't you? Yeah. You've got minutes, you've got goal for you've got creativity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and what I would say, what I would say, but Sheffield United changed their formation against Man United at the weekend. It was a bit more narrow, mm. and I thought from watching that, most of the threat from United was from Rashford, was from Anthony, was from mm. those wide players, okay. and that's why that's why on my wild card I've got Saka and Martinelli at the mm. moment. Um, and it's surprising to see Odegaard so far down on this list, yeah, isn't it? I mean, it he's is. had a massive drop off mm. this year. He's not creating yeah. as much. No. Um, Fifteen chances created all season um is a bit underwhelming given that he last year he was the he was the key man in, yeah. in the creative sense no. yeah definitely so yeah to put that in context Saka's 22 chances created Odegaard who will come to in a bit bottom of this table with 15 chances created but because the table's sorted by minutes but expected goal involvement non-penalty um but next up we got Ferguson so just behind Saka is Ferguson He's only had five starts, so yeah, been a lot of rotation. But if there's no Welbeck for a little while, Ferguson, you would imagine, would be top choice there, especially for the league. And I, because he is so young, I think he would be favoured more um, for the easier league games. And he's got the... I mean, I have owned him for about two weeks this season and he got me a hat-trick in that time. That's what yeah. he's about. So he's got four goals uh, this season. Um and across his five starts, 31 FPL points, only 6 million minutes per expected goal involvement on penalty every 155 minutes um, and uh, marginally overperforming by a goal. But he's also created three chances. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, Ferguson, he's got he's got to be in the reckoning, if, especially if you're going for 3-4-3 three, three on a wild card. It's really interesting. He does feel like he's going to be a bit, maybe a bit more short-term, just because it depends what type of manager you are. I don't like all the uncertainty with certain yeah. players, and De Zerbi doesn't make it easy to predict a Brighton lineup, does he? And I'm yeah. not sure if I want to put myself through that yeah. every single week, but he proved for you earlier in the season, yeah. Joe, that... Um, when he scored a hat-trick against Newcastle, mm. wasn't it, I think? Yeah. And um, he's got that in him. And if he were to be benched against Ajax, that would suggest a start on Sunday, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, if, So if, then, I yeah, mean, that, I, that would be I, interesting. I got him in while Welbeck was fit. So I was really running, mm. running the gauntlet there. He was already on a 50% whether he was going to play or not. Um, and it just so happens that, that he came he came on. But Deserbi can make changes at half time. So even if you see him start, mm. don't don't get too smug about it because he could come off at forty five minutes. Yeah, because yeah. um, of the tactical switches. But yes, if we see that if he favours say Fatim Pedro or something like that, or yeah. uh, you know one of those two, but not Ferguson against Ajax, um, then yeah, we could be looking at um, yeah, it could it could be it could be a monster if Welbeck's not there because there's no no Welbeck to replace him. Um, yeah, so, and I don't, I don't think Fulham looked great last night against Spurs in a no. defensive sense. Normally they look a bit more solid with Polinia, but they did give it quite yeah. a few chances. So good fixture for Brighton. Yeah, no. I mean, whilst he's a great prospect, he is a teenager still. He's only just 19. I think his mm. birthday was last week. So he's only just 19. He is being protected. But if you're the sort of manager that wants to protect him, you perhaps might not throw him in against some of those those bigger sides. And then you look at the fixtures. You've got next up, as you said, Fulham. Then Everton, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, and Brentford. These that's it's Fergie time. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it could be. Yeah, yeah, he's an interesting punt, absolutely. And I'm I'm probably going to side with a three four three on the wild card. I think two of the strikers pick themselves. I think yeah. Harland and Watkins are no brainers. Mm. But the third slot may be a chance to to look at something a bit different. Uh, um, also in the reckoning, Pedro uh, five point three. Also for those going for three four three. He's scored two goals. I mean, I started with him and sort of got him because he's not wasn't as nailed as I thought. But then I realised that no Brighton that player is yeah. nailed, so I might as well have kept him. Although I wouldn't have got Ferguson then. But either way, anyway, Pedro has still been a great player. Um, only got four, only got four starts so far. He has come on though. He's going to always gets minutes. He has scored a couple of goals, twenty six FPL points, which is pretty good for five point three million. Uh, and those level of starts, one assist, created 12 chances, and he's marginally underperformed. He should have got at least another return um, uh, on his expected goals involvement delta um, there. So, yeah, I do think same. it's the same thing. If, you're, if you can't quite get to Ferguson or, you've got, or you're not happy with a third or second striker, Ferg- keep Ferguson and Pedro in mind. These are good, yeah. good assets. And he benefits from Welbeck too, because Welbeck has dropped into that. Yeah position behind the striker hasn't he yeah. which Pedro tends to play so that that helps him as well um 5.3 million it's a good price mm, isn't it it is yeah. a good price um mm. but that's what I thought at the beginning of the season and he, even though I did get rid as I said it, I, I I'd be quite happy if I kept him um because yeah. he would have enabled so many other things um mm-hmm. next player on the list like Saka is a lock for me in getting in a transfer I've eyed this time up with those fixtures we just read out about Brighton. Who who is their their main threat? Who is the guy that's going to start all the games? Who I test looks the most attacking? Who completely skin Walker <laughs> at the weekend? And um, he's got three goals. It's Matoma. Mita- Mita- 
three goals, eight starts. And the eight starts, that's the eye-popping thing. He's a Brighton attacker with eight starts. Um, that's great. He's had three assists, multiple routes. He's had 40 multiple routes to points, FPL points, 44 so far, 16 chances created. Um uh, minutes per expected goal involvement on penalty every 171 minutes, so just behind Pedro and uh, just um, ahead of, of Jesus, our next player. So, Matoma, yeah, Matoma and Saka, I, I want to get in. I've, I've been talking about this for two weeks now. Game week 10, Saka, Matoma, I want them. <laughs> and nothing has changed yeah. apart from injury will change that. And like with Saka, is Matoma also um, one of the key names on your wildcard? Yeah, because I think you want to target. If you're wildcarding this week, I think it. I find it hard to ignore Brighton completely. Yeah. I get why certain players, if, if, depending on what type of manager you are, I get yeah. why the, the Ferguson is deemed too risky for some. Mm. Same goes for Pedro, but for Matoma, yeah, he, he got benched a few weeks back, but he came up, came on at half time, didn't he? Race, race. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and I just think he's he's your best player, isn't he, yeah. Joe? I mean, we we don't have to overcomplicate this. You know, he looks the best on the eye test. He's got some of the best stats as well for yeah. a midfielder. And um, these these kind of games, Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, yeah. Forest, where you're going to have a lot of the ball. Wow, yeah. um, he's going to be key, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to overrate how good he is, but and I don't want anyone to get him in because I want I want this price to stay low. <laughs> but since I last spoke, I've I've found myself with 0.3 in the bank instead of nothing. So, it's gone your way with the price changes, so, hasn't so it? So yeah. I can, I can, we'll talk, I'll talk about it tomorrow, but there's a couple of players I can remove for Saka, Matomo, and I've got 0.3. So if there's three price changes, which there could be for those, those three, which are possible, um, then um, uh, yeah, I, I can still get Matomo in, but it was looking a bit dicey. Uh, there so um yeah well you're that you're in a great position then joe because you've played the wild card eight you've benefited from that yeah and now part of the appeal of the 10 wild card is that you can get sakamatoma and you've yeah, yeah. got that covered with free transfers oh, yeah. i just hope that that additional martinelli punt which i'm going to go for mm. hopefully that pays off as well but you, you put yourself in a good position with yeah. having the two free transfers so yeah, definitely. Um, oh, Michael in the live chat says, will Matoma not be a concern if he played 90 in Europe? Yeah, I, I mean, any Brighton player is, but look at the starts. So we're up to game week now. He's had eight starts and they've already played yeah. in Europe a couple of times. And it's, so, that, it's that free midweek next week. They yeah. haven't got a game. They don't yeah. play Carabao. And that is giving me a little bit more confidence yeah. that Brighton needs to start winning in the Premier League, don't they? Yeah. They need a win. Yeah. So, so um, we could easily see Matoma benched against Fulham if he plays mm-hmm. 90 in Europe. Easily. But then he could come on and score brace as he did the last time, the only time he was benched. Yeah. And then and he's nailed for that. He's nailed for 11, isn't he? Regardless he, of what happens yeah. because of the break. So yeah. there's a break there. So he's definitely going to play that one. So that's a really, really nice time uh, to get him in. Uh, Jesus is next. People probably won't go there because there's a lot of other strikers. Um, you've got Watkins. You've got um, your Darwin Nunes that we've spoken about as well. Alvarez is still a great option. And of course, Haaland. Um, so perhaps people won't go for, for Jesus, but I'll just read out his stats. Um, he's had four, just four starts, uh, one goal, one assist. So these aren't great. You know, he's he's an also ran in in what people are considering uh, for for an Arsenal player. Trossard in next we've mentioned. Um, you know, great stats over the season. Um, you know, he's he's, he's uh, minutes per expected goal on non penalty every hundred ninety five minutes. But he's created seven chances. Um, and he has had uh, a couple of goals in the very, very limited time he's had. And that's the point. Very limited time. 
Um, Estupinan is next. He's actually five. I think he's gone down in price. I think he's five million now, not 5.1. I think he went down last night. And But he has scored a goal. He has three assists across six starts. And he hasn't started mainly through injury. Um, I think it was the Villa game. I think the Villa game, it was an injury as well. I thought I think it was thought of as tactical, but I think that was the, the game, the injury game for him. Um, but his minutes per expected goal, well, non-penalty ever in 211 minutes, which is not bad, which is well, not the bad. It's very good for a defender. Um, I suppose you, as a, as, a, as, a, as a wild carder, you're probably marginally slightly pleased he's not available because 5.1 or 5 million is quite... It's a bit of a leap up to get to if you want to get lots of other players. But Stupinan is just not in our reckoning at the moment, is he? Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, actually, because he was the one that I was thinking. Because he's, he's got that hall potential, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, he can, you know, he's so attacking. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, a couple of weeks ago, I was quite excited about bringing him in this week. But I don't think he's going to be ready. No. Um, for a, for a, I don't know. I don't know what the latest update is. It doesn't sound like it's that close um, from what I've been hearing. So... I mean, if you're going to go for a Brighton defender, it's probably going to be Dunk now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We spoke about I'm last not week. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if I want to go for that at, that at the moment. No. no. Um, next up is Pascal Gross. If you're not going to, if you if you want minutes, um, uh, sure. and you don't want Matoma for some reason, a little bit cheaper. But if you if you haven't got the money for Matoma, maybe just short. Pascal Gross is nailed on. He's on a lot of set pieces. Has created 17 chances. He's had seven starts. He only hasn't started through injury. And that's what happens with Pascal Gross. Um, uh, he's had no assists, but that should he should be getting some assists um, uh, soon. And uh, he's had a couple of goals. So, you know, he, he's, he's also he's sort of an also ran, I would say, um, for those not going from a Toma. Um, but I do think, I think more sort of a sexier pick, though, is Fatty or Ferguson, if you want to go for a sort of second Brighton attacker. Yeah. Um, but the next name on the list is one I know you're very interested in, um, uh, considering for your wildcard, Martinelli. He's down, down 7.7 million, um, mm. 24 um, FPL points. Had six starts, so a bit of injury. Um, but mm. nevertheless, had two assists and he scored. And you, as you were mentioning, um, he's up against Sheffield United, who were playing quite narrow um, and could be allowing some space from Martinelli um, next game. But yeah, so do you think the Martinelli Saki Saka Martinelli Saka double up could be the different the difference maker for those on game week ten wildcard? Maybe, yeah. I think that I want to see a bit more from Arsenal. They haven't. It doesn't feel like they've properly clicked going forward this year. But they haven't had their front three fit all the time. Jesus was out for a bit. Martinelli was out for a bit. The hope is now is that the key players are back for them. And they've got these these fixtures and it's the home games. It's Sheffield United and Burnley in the next yeah. three that you hope that it all comes together. They need to get Jorginho out of the team, <laughs> put Rice into it and yeah. bring somebody else into that into yeah. that left number eight role, whether yeah. that be Havertz or Trossard or something yeah. like that. And go on the front foot, get some, you know, start getting the confidence, start scoring goals. And Martinelli, mm. I think he's 4.6% owned, isn't he? So he's a real mm. differential. Yeah. We know what he can do last year. He scored 15 goals. And I think if you're back in Arsenal to to um, start finding some attacking form, then I think he's a really good pick at 7.7. So I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to go for that this week, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and next up is Adingra that we mentioned earlier. And I mentioned if, like, Fatty and Ferguson could be the, the sort of 
sexy picks for Brighton if you wanted to double up with Matoma. But Adingra is even sexier than them <laughs> because <laughs> of, of the opportunity that has arisen with March's injury. And he plays uh, in March's role mainly. Um, he's had 25 FPL points across his just four starts this season. Um, he's got an assist. He's got a couple of goals. He looks great when he plays. Um, he's a real talent. And um, I think for five million is an absolute bargain. And I think if you are looking at, if you've got a team set up with a sort of Cole Palmer player, I would get a Dingra instead of Palmer and yeah. then look to move a Dingra to Palmer when Chelsea's fixtures improve. Because I think you've got a ready-made, uh, you've got that price point there. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I've got a 4.4 midfielder in my three point, yeah. um, in my three five two, And it's uh, it's Makate at the moment from Sheffield United. It's a bit of a dead spot. You know, you just want somebody who's going to get the minutes there. In a 3 4 three, three, five, Sorry, in a 3 4 three. Yeah, yeah. Not three. I'm not playing yeah, them every week. <laughs> <I can say. laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in a 3 4 three, yeah. And that's that spot. But I think I've got a little bit in the bank and with price changes. I might be able to go up to an Adingra and then you could maybe having him as that option that when you think he's going to play, yeah, being able to bring him in, that could be really interesting. It might create a benching headache in my setup, but it's um, it's that kind of price, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Cole Palmer, yeah. but he's but he's got the fixtures. He's yeah. got the really good fixtures. I mean, so. I, he's like with Matoma or whatever, I, I, he's not a player that if I see him on the bench, I don't mind because I know he's going to get minutes and I know he's going to take advantage of that should he come on. Um, but with March out, I I mean, I think he's maybe maybe number one there. But I mean, you never know with Deserby, but I think he's more naturally suited there. Um, just, yeah. before, just before we look at some a couple of heat maps, um, um, I've just mentioned Odegaard. We mentioned it before. Um, the Odegaard's minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every 364.7 minutes, um, which is the bottom of this list here. Um, and he's had two assists, three goals, gift, largely gifted to him by Saka, not taking the penalty. Um, mm. So with him, you are relying on penalties and Saka giving the penalties to him um, because and that's where the bulk of his points have come from. So that's, yeah, 15 chances created is not what you would expect from Odegaard. So he's, play, he's, he's playing further back, isn't he? Yeah, he just seems to be shooting a bit more this year than creating yeah. my take is and I think he needs to to get Arsenal to truly start ticking again he needs to turn into that creator again yeah. and um especially with no Xhaka which has changed the dynamic a bit at, um yeah. Arsenal hasn't it yeah. so um yeah I don't think I'm I started the season with Odegaard but I'm, I'm not really looking at him on this wild card no, no. okay could, could everyone who's uh in the live chat um uh, leave leave your questions put a question mark after it so I can easily see it um, and I'll just uh, while you're doing that and having to think about those questions for us um, I will put um, a couple of heat maps on um, by the way we have, haven't had any questions so far in the live chat about Haaland lots of talk about going Haaland list so if there's any questions about that do let us know um, uh, but here's, here's a heat map I put of, of Fatty and Dingra who are the sort of super subs for um uh, for for Brighton and um, so I just move, I just move you a little bit, Tom. There I'm we sorry. go. That's fine. Um, yeah. So Adingra, uh, this shows here. So he is playing on the right, um, and this is showing. See, he's further back. Um, he's further. Um, 
the, the, the sort of big red glow it, towards the fence shows that when he's coming on, so when he's coming on, he's coming on perhaps when Brighton are looking to um, not concede so many goals, <laughs> be a bit more defensive. Maybe he's coming on, you know, against a, a, a tougher side because Brighton have had some tough games as well. So he's been called on to sort of go back and help the defence there. Um, but against, if he's starting more regularly, and with those fixtures coming up with Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest and Brentford over over the next six, I, I expect that, that sort of red lump towards the defence to be moving a bit more into attack. And it's that attack bit. There's a red glow there on the right there. This is Solly March's position there. He's creeping into the box as well. And this is why he's getting those returns. So it, I, I think with March not there, this is showing. I mean, if, if March isn't there and you would show this heat map, this is... This is the sort of heat map you would expect from March, really. Mm-hmm. And so Adingra is doing that role. Um, Fatty is quite interesting because depending when he's coming on as well, once again, he's probably he's coming on as a Saab against tougher t- sides. Called on to help out the defence a bit. The whole team is there. But it's these little blobs. Um, so this is this is a benefit for the podcast version, really. I'm trying to describe what we're saying here. Um, so Adingra, basically, red glow along the right. He's he's commanding that right wing. Um, whereas, whereas Fatty is sort of more in the middle um, and he's shoring up defence, but from red glows there. But it's these little dots appearing around around the penalty area. And it's these these are the touches that he's getting there. So, I mean, really, really close to goal there. So in his very limited minutes, he's really going for goal. And so I think that if he is get if you see him starting or he gets, say, for the last 45 minutes in a game, I think Fatty can be an intriguing option there. So I think these are two really interesting under the radar Brighton players to consider. Um, at the yeah, moment. I think that. That, thir- that Thursday lineup and who gets the minutes mm. is going to be going to be very interesting because it might open up might open up one of these options for uh, for Sunday. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Um, and then the next heat map I'll put up is Matoma and Saka, and I'm going to just simply describe this as the radioactive lungs for uh, those <laughs> listening on the podcast version. Um, Matoma on the left wing is a massive red blob um, on yeah. att- attacking the goal um, from the left. Saka. Exactly the same, but from the right. Massive red blob um, attacking uh, the goal from the right. Um, barely in the defensive half. They're always in the attack. Um, Saka's big difference is he's actually taking corners as well. So there's a big red, l- there's a little red glow for the corner flag there that Saka's there. So he's got the assist potential there. And this is why these two guys are my top um, assets I want to get for game week 10. I'm not mucking around. Best, best Brighton asset. Matoma, best Arsenal asset, Saka. I'm not mucking around here. <laughs> yeah, I think so much of the play funnels through those players, doesn't it? Because they're the they're yeah. the they're the, they're the, they're the, main, they're the best players, they're the best wide players that, that each team have got. And um, yeah, I'm not overthinking it. I just hope Saka starts taking a few more penalties. But um, yeah. but yeah, I think even if he doesn't, I still I still expect attacking returns in the next few games. Yeah. Okay, well we'll move on to some of the questions in the live chat. Um, do keep them coming. Um, so uh, FPL Bighead asks, he's uh, considering a, mi- a minus eight and saving his wild card or doing a wild card now. Now, without having the benefit of seeing his team or who he's considering getting in, I think if you're at the stage where you're taking a minus eight, so you're making three transfers, that says to me you haven't got Arsenal, you haven't got Brighton, you possibly haven't got Salah. Um, 
once you start getting into that, I wouldn't muck around. I would just I would just use the wild card now. If you haven't got those players, if you want to get Brighton, Arsenal, Salah, you, you, Aston Villa, likes of Bowen, all of these, that's going to require um, more than a minus eight if you don't have all of those. And I also think about, I think about the people are saving their wild card for game week 18. Sorry, the end of a game week 18, ahead of the game week 19. And people forgetting all the Christmas stuff that's going on there. And I, I, I'm not going to be, I, there's no way I'm going to do a wild card during that time. <laughs> I've got no time for I've that. Done it. I've done it before on um, Boxing Day, I think, and it's been a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. And, and um, you, have to can... work, you have to work covering the matches as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was travelling back from Cardiff from seeing family and it was just, there was a lot. The thing with wild cards is you yeah. you really put everything into it, every bit of information, yeah. you're on it. And it's quite it's quite um, a tiring week when you're on a wild yeah. card because that's all you're thinking about. Yeah. And yeah, doing that on, on Boxing Day because you were thinking about it yeah. on Christmas Day, it just... Yeah. At the end of the day, you want to get the most points, but yeah. at the same time, it didn't really work for me. No. And I'm kind of thinking, yeah, so what are you going to hold your wild card now? If you're going to play a minus eight now, if there's specific fixture swings you've got in mind around that time, because mm. Brentford and Man City are going to blank, <laughs> if you've got a plan in place, then okay. But um, I'm playing it this week because I kind of thought, well, what am I really holding it for? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you, you get some pockets, don't you, with um, wild card. I remember it was like last season, there was the second wild card. It was very <clears throat> popular to use. I think it was like game week 32 to 34-ish. Mm. Yeah. Um, and basically anyone who played it around that time did well. And if you did it a bit before or waited, it was sort of less effective. That's why it appeared anyway. I'm sure that didn't mm. happen to everyone. Um, but I would think if you're down to minus eight, it's wildcard time. If you've got the wildcard there in the pocket. But think ahead. Game week, yeah. Game week 18, 19. It's Christmas time. It's, it's not It's not time for wildcards. <laughs> <laughs> time for Christmas cards. Um <laughs> Okay, uh, Alex uh, Mason. Fo- uh, this is considering a minus four. Um, Foden, Pickford, and Morris out for Bowen, Ariola, and Ferguson. I like that, but be prepared to be disappointed by um, Ferguson not playing, <laughs> not playing forty-five minutes at least. Um, and you've also gone with a minus four. And but I think with I think Bowen and Ariola could could do you well for that one yeah whether or not if the areola was ones there to, if he needs that point too was it pickford he was selling yeah pickford or, pickford to areola yeah. and don't know if that's completely necessary this week no. unless it is to open up the other one yeah. i think areola longer term is obviously yeah the better the better pick because everton have got some tricky fixtures but west ham aren't posting very good defensive yeah. numbers albeit they have had tougher fixtures mm. he's on my wild card but it's about price yeah um now if you don't need to do that and you don't need to take the hit then maybe you don't need to make that transfer this week um no. but yeah and it could be yeah, that just that. foden and morris to bowen and ferguson or foden and mm. pickford to Ariola and bowen if you can do that just do mm. it which you probably, yeah. I think you can actually, you can easily do that. Mm. You, you don't need to do Morris to Ferguson or you don't need to do Pickford to Ariola, as you said. Um, mm. Although we were nice talking course. on air about um, Haaland against Manchester United. Uh, I kept him for this fixture last season. Not only did I keep him, I, I, I captained him against Manchester United and he got me, rewarded me with a hat-trick. And I think, Tom, you were saying that you had not only Haaland, but you had Foden in your team. Foden also got... 
uh, did really yeah, well in was, that game. It was the six three, wasn't it? I think at mm. um, the Etihad, and this one this weekend is at Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah, having having watched United recently. Um, Varane, you would think, would be back, but they had Maguire and Evans there at the weekend, didn't they? And um, Sheffield United, um, they they actually made Sheffield United look pretty good mm. at times in that match. So, yeah, as a Haaland owner, especially knowing that they've got Bournemouth the week after and they've got a week off prior to that Bournemouth fixture, mm. um, I haven't considered selling them on a wild card. But, no. but fair play to the people that, that, that did go that a couple of weeks ago because yeah, yeah. it, it has made FPL a little bit more interesting. Yeah. And, uh, whether or not it works, you know, it's too early to judge after two weeks if it's going to pay off. It probably you need to give it six six weeks, game weeks or something. I presume most people who sell him won't bring him back till probably 16, game week no. 16 maybe. Um, so let, let's see how it looks after that. I've seen I've yeah. seen a lot of sort of a narrative on, on uh, Twitter uh, or rather X about um, Haaland saying, oh, Harland, you know, those ditched Haaland have done really well. And, you know, yes. But no, <laughs> they've done really well because they wildcarded in game week eight and got loads of Villa and Spurs and Bowen and players like that in. And if you've got Salah and Haaland, you've also done really well uh, recently, whether you wildcarded or not. Um, yeah. And especially if you captain Salah. So I, I've got both by captain Salah last week. I'm captain him this week as well. So I'm not, I think, I think I'm down eight points. So Haaland, Lus, Haaland with both have done well. Mm. But bearing in mind, Haaland hates Manchester United because of his Leeds background. He frequently mm. talks about wanting to score against them. And then he plays Bournemouth in game week 11. So it takes bravery and I'm not that manager. But nevertheless, <laughs> those who are brave have done well <laughs> recently. Yes. Yeah, no, they've done well so far. Yeah, but let's let's see, like I say, let's... Um... Okay. Let's see how it looks in a few weeks, but yeah. um, I think you've got to be captain. And if you've got yeah. Haaland, you know you've got to be you've got to be captain in him in, in some of these fixtures. So the Bournemouth one is an absolute lock. Yeah. Um, then yeah. will I captain him after that? Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, Villa. Yeah, I can see myself captain him in a couple of those games. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah right. let, let's see. Yeah, yeah the home games. I, I'm, I'm still still very keen on captaining him. Um, mm. Testonomy asks, uh, please, can you rank these midfielder namelers? Neto, Palmer, Gordon and Adingra. Well, I've already said my thoughts, really. I think Adingra is the best because it's the most interesting because mainly because of the March injury. And I think he will will play for great fixtures and then move to Palmer. I like that price point there. But that's not to belittle Neto and Gordon. I've got Neto currently on my side, but I'm getting rid of him next week from Matoma. Um, but Gordon and Neto, great assets as well. I mean, they're all good assets. They've all got great. But I, my personal thing is use is use that opportunity to get a Dingra and that price point that you can move to Palmer in game week um, 16, is it? I think it's game week 16 when Chelsea's fixtures start improving. It's just off the ticker that I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm yeah. going up to 15 yeah. in their bad. Yeah, and yeah, I, think that, yeah. I think that is the turning point yeah. then. Um, yeah, I think part, I do like Palmer. I do think that mm. I said last week that I thought these fixtures, even though they're tougher, might suit him because he might have a little bit more space to, to operate in. But I do like Gordon as well. And, you know, he scored at the weekend, didn't yeah. he? And Newcastle, Newcastle's attacking output this year has been brilliant. Mm. Harvey Barnes' injury has made him a little bit more secure. You, you can't pick an, a forward at Newcastle at the moment due to Isak and Wilson just rotating yeah. so much. So I really like Gordon as well. But again, their fixtures aren't ideal, are they? But um, there is, you know, Wolves away and Bournemouth away are good. But then it's the home games, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, which are tough. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, there's, there's just loads of op- loads of good options at the moment. And um, but the yeah, uh, and yeah, they've all got pros and cons, haven't they? Yeah. Neto, I'm not. I worry that with Neto that his ceiling isn't quite high mm. as the others because of the team that he's playing mm. for. I think he'll. I think he'll. I think he'll do nicely, as in he'll get you an assist, you know, every other week or six, seven points. Yeah. But I, I think that Palmer and Gordon are the ones that, when the fixtures fall kindly, could be getting you double yeah. digits every now and again. So, yeah. um, Scott uh, asks about how beneficial do you think it would be to save the wildcard for game week nineteen? We've sort of answered that a lot, but I will sort of add in that that the longer you wait, the more risk you run of your team value going down. And also missing out on being able to get those fixture swings. So I, th- I think the game week 8 to 10 period is a good time to wildcard. Whether you wildcarded last week. But already, I know um, we'll talk about it tomorrow with Tom's team. But already I've got one and a half million more in team value than Tom has currently. Mm. And, that, and, and that is only because I wildcarded in game week 8. Yeah, and and you have to ask yourself how much will that gap in team value be, you know, by game week eighteen nineteen when it's Christmas and you're drunkenly throwing together a wild card. Um, you're certainly not going to be painstakingly assessing all of the fixtures from game week nineteen to game week thirty two, which you probably would like to, and second guessing when there's going to be double game weeks. Um, and it just so- depends on your team as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I mean. I know some people aren't wildcarding this week, but they've already got a lot of key parts in place that yeah. wildcarders are moving to. I didn't have those parts, so I needed. I had, I had players like Richarlison, yeah. who, um, who, okay, they're okay options, but before when I pressed the button, it felt a bit risky. I think he feels a little bit more nailed on for Friday now, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, I didn't have any Arsenal players. I didn't have any Villa players, no. which sounds crazy as a Villa fan. Um, so it made sense for me to wildcard, but it's all team dependent. So. Yeah. yeah, it is indeed. Um, but I, I think, um, yeah, it depends. I mean, there are certain teams. I know, um, for example, Mark, uh, Mark Southerns, he started with Salah and Haaland yeah. and a weak bench. And because he did that, he's already, people are wildcarding, people like me and, and you, Tom, we're all wildcarding into his structure. Yeah. So in your in his case, no, he doesn't need to wildcard because he's already, in a sense, sort of luckily wildcarded in game week one into what yeah, we all well, want. Um, yeah, so that was, in that position. Could, yeah, and I, and I think it's great to see because I can remember looking at the team originally. I think he got an Alvarez really early yeah. and it's um, it shows what a good manager Mark is, you know, for making those decisions and going for yeah. Salah and then holding yeah. Salah because other managers started with Salah and then they sold him yeah. after a couple of weeks. And um, and now he's in that fortunate position where he probably doesn't doesn't feel the need. To, well, he could wild card and mix it up, but he probably doesn't need to. No. And he can just have that in his back pocket yeah. while still doing yeah. very well. But I feel like I need to wild card yeah. to react to what yeah. hasn't been a great start. Yeah. If you're looking so. at your team and you're thinking, right, that's a minus eight, minus 12 to get on those fixture swings, then then that's a, that's time to wildcard, definitely. Um, uh, okay, moving down the list. Um, uh, I saw this question about, oh yeah, Arafal asked, Madison or Son to Saka? That's a, a, something I indeed am pondering. I'm going to go Son to Saka myself because I've owned Madison all this time and I've built up a lot of value in him. But if I had both fresh now, I'd be tempted to keep Son as clearly the best goal-scoring asset. So I think those 
unlike me, you didn't you got Madison in early. I would say ideally you want Son and Saka. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think I would keep it's obviously there's a price difference. There's 1.4 million difference. So it isn't just a straight shootout. It depends what you do with yeah. the, the money. But if it, if you are going to just compare them against each other, uh-huh. I would keep Son, I think, because okay. he's proven and Spurs' fixtures do get a bit trickier. Mm. He's proven that in the big games, you know, against Arsenal, for example, these, these type of bigger games can suit Son as much as the ones against Fulham and Burnley can. And um, with Spurs, I'm looking at looking at the fixtures and that game week 13 fixture against my team, Villa, who play a very high line in a week when Man City play Liverpool, he might be a captain option then, Son, um, yeah. for that one. So if you can keep him, then, um, I mean, I've built a draft with Son and I'm still not ruling it out no. because he is such a good asset yeah. playing at front in this team. And I think he'll be on penalties too when they, when yeah, they do eventually do. get one. So... Um, yeah, he's a good. It's hard to lose either, isn't it, when they're playing that well? And I think you can put up a case for keeping both of them. But um, if you do want to move to the Arsenal player, I, I would personally sell Madison, yeah. providing you haven't got loads of money tied <clears> up in yeah. it. And uh, another factor for for my team is that by selling Son, it enables me to upgrade Neto to Matoma. So, yeah, so there you go. So it's part of a bigger plan. It's and part it of makes a bigger more plan. Sense, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you don't have that bigger plan, or you've already got that other player, you don't have that. You don't want to upgrade a 5.5 to a 6.5 midfielder, then yeah, um, keeps on. Um, I'll, I'll sort of rattle through because we've um, been going for nearly nearly an hour and a half now, so I'm gonna um, we'll wrap up shortly. But I'll just we'll just get a few more questions in. Um, I'll go with you. Just I'll just get you to answer this one um, because you're wildcarding, Tom. Best Arsenal triple up. What is the best Arsenal triple up now? Um, I'm going for Gabriel at the back. I think at 4.7, he's a bit of a no-brainer on a wild card. He's a bit of set-piece threat against Sheffield United as well. Saka, of course, I said it was a lock already. Mm-hmm. And um, my third my third pick is uh, Martinelli. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Scott asks a thought on Simakas. Um, yeah, I mean, Good. yeah, I think he's nailed on for, for, the, for the league games um, and he's cheap and Liverpool have good fixtures. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, he came off early at the weekend. It, had it been a 59 minutes, we might not have been saying the same yeah, thing, yeah. but it fell on the right side, yeah, didn't it? Yeah. I think 4.5, I think he's probably, he got forward a bit. He took some corners at the weekend. Feels like if you're on a wild card or even just looking as a bit of an enabler at the back, I think, it, I think I, I, I'm going there and um, I can see can see the, the appeal with it. Kyro so. um, uh, asks, uh, Diaz to Matoma. Uh, I'll quickly answer that one from minus four. No, I wouldn't do that. I like Matoma a lot. But Diaz um, plays Nottingham Forest at home mm-hmm. next. So to take him out for that and to do it for a hit, I would not for anyone. I just think Diaz is a good good option this week. Um, Especially if he's rested in, if he doesn't play in yeah. Europe yeah, yeah. on Thursday, mm-hmm. I find it hard to take him out for a hit. Yeah, he was playing more of a, played a different bit of a different role at the weekend. He was more of a, more of a, an actual winger. He was uh, staying a bit more wide, but he actually looked good, I thought. And um He's, he's another explosive player. You know, you could sell him and it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a brace at the weekend, if he, if he gets enough minutes. Okay. So. Um, Omar asks, um, who do we rate more on a wild card, Bowen or Alvarez? Um, I personally would say Bowen because of the fixtures. Um, but he has built, built up, uh, potentially built up 0.5 from Alvarez. So should that be, would that be a factor? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be a factor. It's certainly a factor of me keeping Madison. Um, and Alvarez is a good player. <laughs> so yeah, I think I would. Um, 
I'd be tempted to maybe keep Alvarez for that Bournemouth game yeah. next week because that looks like a really good fixture for yeah. having watched quite a bit of Bournemouth and how open they are. West Ham's next to, they're okay, Everton and Brentford, but it's after that that the really good West Ham fixtures start, I think, like the really, really good ones. So, um, yeah, Alvarez, I might be tempted to... Was, it a, was this on a wild card or just a straight think, question, was it, Joe? I think it's on a wild card, yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I might, might be tempted okay. to, to go with Alvarez for the next couple. Um, Saying that, I'm selling Alvarez, <laughs> but I haven't got Bowen on mine. So. And, and and final question, since Nikash has asked it about 30 times already in the live chat. Um, uh, with Alvarez and Watkins, who is the best third striker above the seven point uh, the 7 million price tag um, that you should go for? So I'm assuming he's not going for Haaland. Mm. So, I mean, I would say that's fairly obviously Darwin. I would go with Darwin, Alvarez and Watkins is a very potent brew up top, I would say. Yeah, I've got Darwin on my wild card at the moment alongside Haaland and Watkins. But if you're not going Haaland, then yeah, Watkins, Alvarez and Darwin. Um, I'm just trying to throw another option in there. Solanke's fixtures turn after this week. Wizards as well aren't great. Yeah. Yeah, there's not there's not no. a lot not a lot beyond there which is taking my fancy at no. the moment. No, I, I I like that. I think that's a really good um, uh, mm. front three. If you're not going for Haaland, maybe yeah. Unless you wanted to do that short term punt on a Brighton forward, if we think they yeah. might play, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. that's good. Um, okay, um, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, thanks to those listening and watching later. Um, hope we've answered a lot of your questions, those in the live chat, um, and uh, hope we've given you some to think about and who's due a return and also those uh, crucial Brighton and Arsenal picks. Uh, me and Tom will be back tomorrow with our team reveals, which is especially important for Tom because he'll be revealing um, his wildcard thoughts. He's got a couple of drafts that we'll show. Um, but uh, until then, until next week, um, and well, till, till, till tomorrow with the team reveal, but until next week with goals imminent, we'll see you then and good luck with the game week. See you soon, Tom. Here's Jane.